I'm Christine Roberts-Kelly. My company is Intention Enterprises, LLC. Hey, it's Kellen. And today on Diversified Game, I have Christine Roberts. She is a fellow consultant. And people sometimes say, why do you have so many consultants? Aren't you trying to sell your own services? You know why? Consultants need consultants. Consultants need other experts. And we all need to know each other because when we get those low balls and people say, well, you know, I got like $500. And I say, oh, I got a course for that much. Go book it. Go buy it. So she's going to give us the game on the type of consulting that she does, that she loves to do. She is here in Palm Beach County, South Florida, you know, and willing and able. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? Oh, man, as I always tell people while I'm breathing or beyond, uh, blessed by the best. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to tell a quick story. You came up to me with those eyes um, at the (laughs) Sean Ho King crowned act event. And she was like, hey, we're setting up for Wednesday. And I was thinking, my wife always says, "Um, you have a date. (laughs) That's what she calls these (laughs) things. Right. Whether they're in person or not. And I'm like, what's my date Wednesday? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Because, you know, in person, the the, the eyes tell the the whole story. The green eyes. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Wherever it comes from, because God made us all and how he put us together, man, it was a beautiful thing and we thank him for it. Absolutely. Oh, blessings for sure. Yeah, yeah. So tell the people about your business and you know what you do and when you started and all that good stuff. So my business is a combination of a few things. Um, it is consulting. I do bookkeeping. I work with startup companies. I offer financial literacy training. Um, so it's a, it's a number of things. I spent 20 years in corporate. My consulting niche is healthcare. So that's where I spent the last 20 odd years in healthcare, doing everything from billing, coding, and then I moved into finance. Um, I was the CEO, I was the COO, I was the CRO. And then roughly eight months ago, I left corporate. Um, And six months ago, I actually started working the business because I had a business. I started it back in 2020 and I was doing some bookkeeping for some doctors that I knew. And then I decided, okay, we're we're done with the C-level kind of stuff. Now we're going to work with work for ourselves and see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, and some people might say a consulting for bookkeeping, but you guys have to really think the bookkeeper sees everything and understands and has to understand about the different businesses. So as I always say, why you hire a consultant, because you might have one project, you might be one business, but this person has seen hundreds. So in the bookkeeping, tell people why that's such an important thing, especially in our black community where, you know, our grandmothers sometimes were putting stuff underneath the the mattress. And so sometimes that has rolled over and people are still putting, Uh you know, they're putting now their Bitcoin uh, under the mattress. You guys know I'm joking, but, um, you know, why is the bookkeeping such an important thing in the business? And what are some of the mistakes you're seeing people do when they come to you with the bookkeeping? So the first thing I want to explain is that um, a bookkeeper and a, an accountant are two different things, right? So I run into a lot of people who, oh, I have a CPA. 
that's great. That you need a CPA. He's the person that's going, or she is the person that's going to file your taxes. Your bookkeeper is the person that helps you allocate your expenses correctly. For example, this is my favorite one. I have a client who, who, who loves to eat out. I mean, I see lots of things on the business card, um, but you only get 50% of your meals paid. Now, if you're with a client, I, as your bookkeeper, would say that's business promotion because you're promoting your business. Business promotion is 100% deductible. So, so your bookkeeper is the person who is going to help you correctly allocate your expenses. Um, on a monthly basis, you'll be able to see your financials. The thing about small businesses, it's all here, right? I know how much I spend. I, I think I know how much I spent. I think I know how much I, I made. And sometimes those numbers don't prove out because it's not on paper. You don't, you don't know what exactly is happening, happening until it's on paper and you can see it and you can analyze it. You know, your bookkeeper will, some bookkeepers, I will help you analyze it. I will show you where most of your money is going. If you're spending most of your money with one vendor, I would say, hey, contact that vendor and say, I'm spending 90% of my, 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 um, my vendor income are, is coming from you or my vendor product is coming from you. Maybe we could extend terms, give me 30, 60, 90 days to pay. Maybe you can give me a discount because I am buying so much. This is how much I'm buying. And you don't know how much you're buying until you can actually see it. Having it in our head, is, uh, is, it's great. It's great. And some people are comfortable with that. But when you see it in writing, you can take it to the bank. You can take it to an investor. You can take it to your friend down the street and say, hey, listen, will you help invest in my company? Because these are my numbers. I have my numbers. It's more than just what's in my head. Now, I want you, because I, I can sometimes hear the haters and those who like their head just blew up. And so I, give a lesson, uh, you know, just to go deeper, make sure somebody got that when they say 50% of your meals are covered, but in business promotion, the other, you know, 50% can be taken care of. Do they need to make documentation? Like, do they need to have their meal on YouTube and TikTok to prove that it was a business meal nowadays? Um, what's your advice to those people who are coming to you? after listening to this? My advice is that you should have two separate accounts. Your business and personal accounts should never be mixed. Okay. Yes, it's your money, but guess what? It is not your money. If you are a legitimate business, you have formed your LSE corporation, whatever it is you've formed, you need a business account. You should have a bank account and that bank account should have a checkbook, a debit card, a credit card. You should have business credits associated with that. So when you go out for a business meal, you need to use your business card. There's your proof. That's it. Now, if I'm going out, I'm out with a client. I personally, I keep all my receipts and I make a note because IRS, they're very fickle. I think it's something I don't do taxes, but it's like seven to 10 years, something like that. They can go back. I can assure you, I have a box full of receipts. And if they showed up at my door tomorrow to question the, the, the Starbucks that I bought, I'm going to have a receipt and it's going to have a client name on it. But that's how, that's me. That's how I do it. Or I note it on my credit card statement. I say, Hey, this is, I went with this client and it's And I noted business promotion. Yes, so I'm, a, yes. I'm, a, I, I'm a documentation 
person. I was also in HR. So yeah, I believe in documentation because if it's not written down, it didn't happen. You okay, because somebody, yeah, because somebody, you know, whether they're in New York and they're like, I got to go to Budokan because I heard so-and-so was at Budokan or they're here at the Breakers and they're trying to, you know, impress somebody. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know, you know, this is why you have professionals so they can explain. Because it's one thing to know, but the rules change. And someone like yourself will keep abreast of when the rules change, unlike your typical entrepreneur who's like, yeah, go order another $50 drink, but not top shelf. Yeah, you know, listen, the IRS is, is a lot of times, they're trusting you to be on the up and up. You know, people are always going to ride the gray line and try to skirt you know, the system, that's not my thing. Um, it, it is now the gray line is, is something like dinner. Okay. Is it business promotion? That's a matter of interpretation. If I'm trying to get your business as a client, I would say, yeah, I'm promoting my business. If I'm bringing you donuts to your office again, to get you as a client, I consider a portion of that to be business promotion. Uh, you know, but if I'm having uh, maybe a meal with, you know, someone who's already my client, I would not consider that business promotion because you're already my client. It's just a matter of uh, interpretation. It's interpretation. It's that fine line. And again, folks, this is why you need to reach out to the professionals. You know, I, I told my, my financial team, I said, just keep me legal years ago. I said, just keep me legal because you see things on YouTube and people will say, yeah, I bought the Lambo, but I put it on Turo. So it's okay. And it's like, no, you got to do a little more than that. Or in my case, I'm looking at, you know, the boxes at the event games, like, oh, we can buy one of these for the business and not understanding that the rules have changed throughout the years. And no, you can't, but you can buy it, but you're not going to get the credit that you think you're going to get, Kellen. Exactly. Exactly. It's a percentage of because it's entertainment and entertainment is only a percentage of the purchase. It's not the full deduction. You know, and, and it's, it's, it is, you, you have to know, you have to know the rules. You have to, you have to know that, listen, I don't care what other people do. A lot of people will bend the rules and that's fine. That's the CPA's job. He does your taxes. That's for him to do. That's for him to tell your bookkeeper how to make an adjustment if an adjustment is needed. But he takes the onus of that. His name goes on the tax return and he's got to prove that out to the IRS should anything happen. Your bookkeeper is there to allocate your expenses the best way legally, you know, mm. and on a consistent basis too, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and something like, like you, you mentioned, uh, keeping up with the laws and the rules. Mileage just changed, or it's going to change July 1st. All of you mm. entrepreneurs who are driving around and own businesses, we're getting 62.5 cents a mile. Document your mileage. You're not, you're going to get more than the standard deduction when you file taxes this year coming up. So all of those little things, you know, your bookkeeper should be helping you with. A lot of them don't because they're bookkeepers. I have a degree in finance and accounting um, and I have a master's in business. So that's where the, the consulting with the finance and the business comes in. It's a combination of the skills and the education. And with those degrees, are you then qualified to give financial advice? I am an EA. That makes me qualified. Um, It's an enrolled agent. That makes me qualified by the IRS to give financial 
not financial, which is different, give tax advice. Because financial advice is different from tax advice. But I don't. And I say that I am not a CPA. I don't do taxes. Your CPA will be far more on top of the, the rules and the laws than your bookkeeper will. And even an EA, one who is a practicing EA and does taxes, they will be more on top of the rules and laws. I am a, I'm a learner by nature. So I, I like to learn different things and I have different degrees and I've studied different things for my own edification. And I hope that it helps my clients, but I never say, hey, I am blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that we won't do. Okay, and I was just I was just trying to see if they could double dip and say, hey, if I hire her, I can get this, this, and that. No, I and, you know, <laughs> I yeah, and, and, and and you know, I also when you said your education, I had heard the sound. Um, it's straight from Sway in the morning. Can we hear it? It's the ow sound when Tracy G says ow, you do all that, put all that education. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing and it helps because there are some bookkeepers who they could be working at Walmart, but you know, some people like I bookkeep for my aunt. I've always done it because she's needed help at the restaurant, at the convenience store or whatnot. And I do that on the side for a couple of hundred bucks. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about someone more trained who's dedicated to your job, your, you know, and your company. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing, and I, I would never disparage anyone, you know, listen, what I, college is not for everyone, but a bookkeeping Bookkeeping is still a skill. And if you have done it correctly, someone has, or you've gone to school to learn that skill a lot of times, whether it's college or you've taken an online course, you know, no, you know, would never down those people. But my skill is you, you, get, you, you get what you pay for. Yes. And, you know, I studied hard to learn the things that I, that I learned and you'll, you're, you're getting more than just the rote um, skill of doing bookkeeping. You're getting the knowledge behind why you are doing things and why I have allocated things this way and why I would advise you to allocate them another way, because it's more than just the bookkeeping. I have a business acumen that comes with that. And you, since you've done it for so long, can you tell the person who's kind of on the fence, like, okay, I like this. I too want to become a full-time entrepreneur. What <laughs> steps did you have to take to make that leap? Because people are like, oh, how do you leave corporate when this paycheck is just, you know, it's coming in. Yeah, Let yeah. me tell you, and this is fully transparent. I will say that, so I've been full-time in the business for six years months full-time I left corporate making well over six figures I mean this is and I worked hard to make that money um and I and I never thought I was an entrepreneur never saw it never wanted to be it I was happy clocking in and clocking out and collecting my paycheck on that Friday and um when I started thinking about the consulting thing someone said to me make sure you save at least a year's worth of income and somewhere in the back of my mind, I must have put that and filed that away and um, started to do that. And one morning, literally, it was just like, okay, I, I can't, we're not going to do this anymore because it was a user gate. And I was done being used. And I felt that my skills could be better utilized 
um, by people who would appreciate it and who needed it and to a demographic that may not have access to it as well. And my, my husband, God bless him, um, works for the school system. He's, he's an admin and he was like, okay, you leaving the job? I said, yes. And that was it. It was a decision that was made and it was, it's not easy. It is not, especially when you go from this high and now it's like, okay, you only, you can only eat if you kill it. You, you can't. So it's not an, it's not an easy, it's not an easy leap to make. If you have no support financially, if you haven't planned for it, um, I don't advise walking out and quitting your job and you don't know how you're paying your mortgage or feeding your kids. Like, don't do that. My kids are, my kids are gone. That's why I felt safe. To make okay. And people would not have known that if you didn't say that. So, you know, that they, they wouldn't know because black don't crack. So they were, somebody was like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. Oh, now her kids are gone back, you know, and, and, and they don't but know. But that doesn't but, mean you can't yeah. do it. That doesn't mean yeah. you can't do it. It's just that I didn't have, uh, honestly, I didn't have the courage to do it. I didn't have the wherewithal to do it before. My focus was, I had a different focus, but there are some people who are born entrepreneurs and they know, they know how to do that hustle and they know, you know, they have that type of personality. I'm an introvert. I do books. I do business. I sit behind a desk. Like I am not this extrovert person. So this is a whole new arena. So I better have some cushion to, to like, and get my confidence up to the point where, okay, I'll be able to connect and I'll be able to make this business prosper. Well, since things are, you know, still fresh and new, how has, you know, going out and getting that business, how has it impacted your life? Because a lot of entrepreneurs are doing this just so they feel free. They're like, forget the money. I want to feel free. I want to do what I love to do. Just like they told me when I was a kid, how has that process been? How has the, you know, tell the people you got to network or you got to go to conferences. What has worked for you thus far? Word of mouth. Uh, 90 percent of my business has been word of mouth. When I left, I made contact with everyone that I ever worked with, that I ever worked for or under. I contacted all of them and said, hey, I'm doing my own thing. Got anything for me? You know anyone who can use my help? And I've been working consistently through those contacts, through my word of mouth contacts. But you know, I am, I'm going to these networking events. I'm out in the morning. I'm out at, at night, which is something I never did. Never went out at night, you know? So I'm, I'm out at night. I'm out on Saturdays and Sundays where those times were sacred to me, but it has given me the freedom to do my volunteer work. I've been working with an organization for almost 10 years and all I could ever do was write a check for them. But now now I can't write them a check, but I'm there. Like I can be there in person, wrapping the gifts, baking the cookies, you know, interacting with the kids, helping them put on events like that. That has, has been a huge, huge, huge reward. No money on the other end of a lot of things, but I certainly have been able to prioritize a lot more. I've certainly okay. been able to prioritize. So it's not the freedom part yet. I haven't gotten to the freedom part yet. 
because I think I'm still in the building stage. I want it. That's what that's what I'm here for. I am here for personal freedom, not the money. I'm done working for the money. I'm here for my personal freedom, but I have to also be realistic and sustain a, you know, maintain a, a, a being able to live, you know. So it's that balance. Definitely, definitely got to have a balance in life, no matter how much money you make, because it seems like it's never enough, whomever you are, whether you have six figures or, you know, 600,000 billion crypto Shiba coin. I'm, I'm teasing y'all. I told you guys. I tried to warn you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess it helps. How has, you know, being married and you're married to an alpha and I don't mean like an alpha male, y'all, because real alpha males don't got to say all that. I mean, an alpha like, you know, with the black and the, the, the gold. For, forgive me. y'all. I am. You know, how how has the, the support and just how has that process been like, has he seen even a better you? Is he like, oh, I like this version of you. You, you kick back. <laughs> Or does he not like it saying you're always out? You know, you go either or. Yeah, he is not. a. am sure he's not a happy camper about that part of it. Because um, we're newly married. Ah, so we're okay. newly married. Not, you know, a little over a year married. So we're newly married. So I'm sure Congrats. some of that is a change. That is a change for him. But my husband is an alpha in every sense of the word. Um, he, he is an intelligent man. He's a business-minded man. So he understands the hustle and the grind and what needs to happen. Um, he is extremely supportive in every way that he can be, which is a, which is a help. You don't think those positive words, you know, oh, I could do without them, but on those low, low days, you know, that, okay, you, you have, you got this because this is the person you are, you got it. So get up and do it. You know, those things come in, you know, they pay themselves off in a thousand spades. So I've been lucky. Oh, oh man. That, I mean, blessed again, because, you know, oh, folks, yes. folks will think lucky, like, blessed. yeah, yeah. You know, I prayed people... for that one. I'm not even going to lie. I, play, I prayed <laughs> on that one. So. No, that that's good. And some of the, the story, you guys, because I could go so far with, you know, being newly married, but having, you know, grown kids that you don't have to worry about, um, at least, you know, legally, you don't have to worry about them. Yeah, I know that, not yeah. that much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of, I'm not going to ask some questions that come to mind, because when she writes her book, I want you guys to go get the book, or if she does a YouTube or a blog, she can guide you guys through that, or for one-on-one -on -one consulting, you can ask those personal questions, because everybody's story is different. And it all starts with the mind. Now, because this is a new business, new business, new marriage, what is a community give back that you are doing or because you're so new, you plan on doing like to do in the future? Well, I've like I said, I've been volunteering many years with a local foster care organization, and that has been my community give back even before I started the business. Um, so now the hope is to be able to do that in, in bigger, in bigger ways in enable being able to sponsor portions of events um, and, and see that end of things grow. Uh, I'm active in a lot of things. I, I, I own a Jeep. My, our Jeep group is a non-for-profit. So we do things in the community 
as well. So we're doing things, you know, we're collecting school supplies and um, we're doing collecting shoes and things like that. So I have all these little projects that, that I'm just passionate about. I'm actually, hopefully we'll be on a, on a board with um, a young lady who is involved in providing food to food scarcity areas where you, they don't have grocery stores. So let's teach people how to grow their food. So those are the type of things I'm involved in. Education, how we feed ourselves, our minds, our bodies, you know, those things are all important. Taking care of our children. Those are, those are things that I'm, I'm passionate about and I've been passionate about. The hope is that when you have money, you can give more to your passions because that's what it's for. Amen. Amen. And I know somebody's, you know, from, from America, their, their mind just blew up and said, oh man, that, that doesn't sound like America, but this is that Guyanese. This is that Guyanese background. Can you tell the people, because I don't know if you were born here, if you're an immigrant, but tell the people how, you know, um, the culture that you come from has helped you with this business. I am an immigrant. I was born in Georgetown, Guyana. South America and uh, emigrated here with my parents. And I don't, and I don't, I, I won't say this. Listen, everyone's a hustler. Everyone, everyone works hard or most people work hard, but that's what, that's what we know. That's what we, we, we come from, you know, we come from a nation. A lot of people, we were probably better off than most, but we, we come to this country and we lived in somebody's attic in New Jersey in the winter, you know, until my parents could pull it together. And then my, my mother had an education, my father had an education. So it was a, so we know struggle. And I, I, you know, I'm a single mother. Before I had an education, I know what struggle looks like. So I know what, how hard I need to work to get out of that struggle. So I think that, that has, that is really helping me in this process. I know this is just part of what needs to happen? I, I believe that I am a I'm a winner in everything that I do. I also know that I, unless I work hard at it and focus on it, then it's not going to manifest. So this is one more thing that I'm going to manifest because I know I have people who say I can't do it, and and for that reason, everything I have, a lot of the things I have is because I've heard you say that I can't do it, but I got this. This is what I come from. This is what I know. I know how to work hard. Tell us, um, do you, as an immigrant, you know, I always tell people I'm here in America for the money. Uh, I'm not an immigrant. I'm, I'm born in Oakland, California. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, I always have a smile on my face because, you know, you poke us the wrong way. You don't poke the bear and the Oaklandish comes out. But I'm, I want to rebrand Oakland as, yeah, we, we like to smile. Um, we, can refine, send, we can refine ourselves, right? Yeah. Do you send money, you know, back home? Do you find that many people from your country are sending money back home and building up palaces and are just like, you know what? America's great for money, but I want to retire in pure bliss, looking at that beautiful water or the mountain. Like, is that a common thing? Because some immigrants, you know, um, Chinese, uh, certain African countries, every all money is going home mm -hmm. because they're building up palaces. Yeah, a lot. You know, I don't think my generation so much. Um, 
is doing that. I, I none of my cousins, I believe, have been to Guyana in a long time. Like that's not their vision because I think where we grew up, it it's it, it was third world. You know, now it's starting to progress and things have changed and you can see some of the changes. And I don't know that any of us have been back recently enough to see the changes to say, hey, I would like a vacation home there. We may follow, we may go to other parts of the country and say, hey, you know, I want to live in Costa Rica when I retire because that seems a little bit more whatever. But the people that I know, that is not necessarily what's happening. Um, and it's a, a, it, it's a little sad because I would like to go back. I haven't taken my children um, mm. because my parents always said, it's dangerous. You can't go by yourself with the kids. Like it was never something, but I'm hoping, you know, as, as things change a little bit, they found oil. So I think a little more money is gonna be flowing into the country. So I, I believe that things are probably going to start to change a little bit more. And some people may be more com comfortable going home you know, cause it's still, that's home for me. I don't care if I haven't been there in 20 years. That's, that's my, I'm, that's my home. That'll always be my home, but I don't know that I would retire there. Okay. Okay. Not being, seeing it for 20 years. And I, and I throw that out because a lot of Americans who are now going, let's say to Africa and different places, they're like, why are people not building this up for themselves? And why, you know, the Chinese are coming in and they build it up. But again, home is where you feel most comfortable where, you know, you might be from somewhere. I, I don't necessarily want to live in Oakland. There's a, a, a hand, two handfuls of reasons. And, <laughs> and even though it's gentrified and, and things, and I had great memories there, I don't want to be in California. I don't want the politics. I don't want the tax. I don't want the, the false, you know, there's no racism here. Um, I yeah. like my racism up front and clear when I'm in America, uh, because my, my happy place is when I'm on the continent of, of Africa or even just outside of this country. I'm, I'm I just, mm -hmm. the rules make sense. So I just yeah. throw that out there. Now I don't want to, you know, make it sound like, oh, I need to go home. Sound like a good redneck. When you going <laughs> home? <laughs> you know, no, no, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I would love the opportunity to have a, a place where, with my family, my cousins, and but nobody's, you know, we may have four or five people that we still know in Guyana, mm -hmm. but there aren't people that we know. So we aren't going to visit. It's not, you, and then you have these, you know, my kids are really Americanized. Like I'm a backpack, go sleep in a hammock kind of girl. And my kids are like, okay, where's, do we have the Hilton? <laughs> Here's the Marriott, you know, I'm like, ah. Not that we don't have them, but at the same time, like, I don't know, you know, you haven't been there in so long, but yeah. it's funny. Those things are still home. There's still those traditional things that I, that I eat and I make and I say, oh, I'm back home. Tastes like home. And, and, and it's all good. Home is where the heart is uh -huh. I know I know Americans have been going to um Guyana and a famous a one. Yes. Um okay the fishing I'm gonna say shout out Don't to Boyce I'm gonna shout out to Dr. Boyce Watkins. You know, okay. he, his audience, because he he goes there uh, often. I'm not gonna say any more than that. I'm not gonna tell anybody's business that I don't know. But um, you know, but I know and and you know he goes out there a lot. Um mm -hmm. But um, 
But yeah, sometimes when you know people, you want to get on this mic and say something, but it ain't that type of show where like your personal <laughs> relationships, you know, it's like when Kevin Samuels passed, people are calling me and I'm like, I'm not talking about anybody's business to you, whether they're here or not, uh-huh. at least at this point, you know, the spirit ain't right. Ain't right. Uh, tell the people where they can connect with you. So they're not just trying to find you on, you know, a social media site that might be personal. You might have family pics, whatnot. Don't do a killing basically when you're, you know, I don't want them to be a stalker and and find out this and know your husband, Hey, and when he hit the lotto and became a Bitcoin billionaire, oops, sorry, but Right, they know, right? Yeah, now they know, right? I just said I wasn't telling people's business, (laughs) but yeah, and I was joking, you guys. But tell them where they can connect with you if they want to learn more and let them know at what range they should be because I don't want people coming over po-mouth and talking about, oh, I thought this service was going to be $5 a month. No, give them a range and where they they get the game. Okay, so you can reach me, Christine, at intentionenterprises.com. That's my website. You can reach me on Instagram, which is intention underscore enterprises. You can reach me on Facebook at intention LLC, or you can just give me a call 954-415-9540. You get a free 15 minute consultation with me. So we can go through whatever it is, is, you know, on the top of your head, whether it's a bookkeeping, whether you need some consulting, whether you want to start a business, whether you need basic financial literacy, I can give you a spreadsheet so you can create a personal budget and then use it for your business. You know, any of those things are available. Um, I am, so bookkeeping starts at $400 a month. And that's just with me going in and reconciling your accounts. That means you give me your credit card statement. I make sure everything matches that it, the way it needs to match, reconcile your accounts. Um, if, you're, if you would like consulting services, I start at $100 for consulting. Um, so I am, you know, I'm not $5, but I'm not expensive either. When you, when you really have to start thinking about the value of what your bookkeeping services can be, bring and what having a team you know, if someone else who knows something that you don't know, are you just not, are you just not interested in doing on, on your side to help you move your business forward? Hello, because I see some of you at these networking events, after they give you the ticket for the free drink, you get two or three more top shelf. So you spend more in a drink than you even want to put into your business. Maybe that's why your business is growing like it is. You got to think about that. You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, you share this game with somebody else. It will change their life. Be blessed, y'all. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mzungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. 
from Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town. Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com.